Now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman under the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. How are you doing? <laughs> Today is free for all Friday. What happened? Oh, my thing works. Okay, go. All right. Maybe I should turn this up. All right, so I just found out today is Lesbian Visibility Day. And no, for all you trolls, I'm not a lesbian, just so you know. But we are going to talk. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. Oh my gosh. But a more serious issue we're going to talk about has to do with what do you do when you are spiritually stuck? That's the real question of the day. Hey, Angie. Hey, Melanie. All right, I'm sure it's out too. And the best is yet to come. This is Mandy, says you know. Now I see Everything for my good In a way that only he could Game over No, this is Is rising, waking up my soul. Sucking my heart, deep beating, and my lungs breathing. It's my God's done with me. Yesterdays are gone. And the best is yet to come Out of the pit All glory to God I will sing it again All glory to God And the best is yet to come Yeah, it is, people. And about an hour when the show is over. There you go. <laughs> that was funny. I thought so. Days are gone, and the best is yet to come. 
Yep. Yes, it is. Okay. There you go, people. That was Mandisa's song titled, I'm Still Here. Yes, you're not listening to songs in the night, but you are listening to something. <laughs> all right. Anyway, hey, glad you're here. So today is Free For All Friday, in case you didn't know that. And uh, generally what we do on this show on Fridays, we talk about whatever, <laughs> just so you know. And just so you know, I honestly didn't even want to do our show today because I'm just, eh. I'm in one of those, eh, type moods. You know what I mean? So don't expect this to be good. Just so you know, don't expect this show to be as good as all of our other shows normally. Because right now, I'm not feeling it. Just so you know, I'm like so tired. <laughs> I'm not tired like as in like I want to take a nap tired, but kind of tired like in I don't feel like talking. But what do you do when you're a talk show host? <laughs> Just saying. It's like, oh, people are expecting me to show up at 4 o'clock Central Time. Okay, I'll go take a shower and blow dry my hair. Uh, oh, well, thank you, Sharon. <laughs> well, and you know, see, that's the thing. That's part of why I want to talk about. You know, we're real here at Bible News Radio. I mean, we're, we're sponsored by Ariel Ministries, which is an awesome sponsor. And we are um, very blessed, actually, to have them sponsor us. In fact, we're going to, you know, uh, well... I guess right now we're going to share it. This show is brought to you in part by Ariel Ministries. If you want to save 20% on anything in their store, all you have to do is use the coupon code BIBLENEWS. It's like right there. Pfft. Super easy to remember. Anyway, use that and you can buy anything in the store. In fact, we've been telling you about Camp Shoshana, which is an awesome camp, honestly, and if you are, if you have the time and the money and the resources to go to Camp Shoshana, you should do it because it will, it will revolutionize your life for sure. <coughs> Excuse me, and I'm saying that never having been to the camp, but because I know how the, the life of the Messiah from the Messianic Jewish perspective has changed my life, that's what you're going to get there at camp. So there on the screen, if I were you, take a screenshot of that. If you're listening to the replay, all you got to do is go to campshoshana.com. That's C-A-M-P-S-H-O-S-H-A-N-A-H. And also you could go to ariel.org and you'll, there's a link over on that site to it as well. Go check it out. And then if you want to get a new book for your library, get the, the Feasts and Fasts of Israel by Dr. Arnold G. Fruchtenbaum, and you can actually find that over at our website, BibleNewsRadio.com, over on the resources page. If you do that, that would be super awesome, uh, you know, and, and soon, my copy is going to show up soon. I was just told that. I got an email from Ariel. They're like, your, couple, your copy's on the way, um, but that, that book right there, it's a hardback, almost, what, over 400 pages long, and... Um, yeah, 445. Yeah, really, really good, so... If you, uh, you know, want want to enrich in your life, get that. And then, of course, all the other stuff there. You can see on the left-hand side of the site, there's books, evangelism tools, Messianic Bible studies, systematic theology, uh, clearance items, all that. You can still save 20% on anything <clears throat> in the store. So check it out, people. And those of you who uh, have supported Ariel and 
and become, you know, buyers from Ariel. Thank you for doing that. Because it's because of those purchases, they continue to sponsor our show. And we need, we need their sponsorship, really. <laughs> it definitely helps. Yeah, it does. All right. So here's the thing. I got up this morning, and I was spending some time in God's Word. Grover's barking at something. I don't know what. Anyway, Grover, Grover, Grover. I was, <laughs> I was spending some time in God's Word this morning. I've been going through Psalm 119. If you're following me on Instagram, our Bible News Radio account over there, then for the last couple of weeks, I've been reading each section of Psalm 119, because Psalm 119 is the longest psalm in the Bible, right? Um, and it <clears throat> it's broken into, I think, I'm going to say 20-something sections. I forgot how many, but it's a lot. It's like the alphabet. It, it goes through the whole Hebrew al- al- alphabet, doesn't it? Fairface, do you know? Uh, psalm 119? Yeah. Uh, in fact, it, goes, it does. Yeah, it, yeah, does. it does. And and so, so I've been reading certain, like, one part a day, uh, and... The reason I started that is because, um, because well, I won't go into that part, but I will just say I have a couple of friends who, who confided in me that they're really struggling with their walk with God and, and getting into scripture. And so Psalm 119 is really a good way to uh, meditate on God's word and to get a hunger and a thirst for God's word. Um you know, it's really kind of interesting to me. I throw out these questions to my, my Facebook and other places. You know, do you hunger and thirst for God's word? And it's crickets. I mean, virtually no response. You know, I throw out a question, you know, what do you do to meditate on God's word both day and night? <laughs> and it's crickets. Nothing. Chirp, 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 chirp. There's nothing. There's like, there's like silence. It's deafening. <laughs> you know, it's. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm I'm asking these questions because there is no lack of Bibles in America or really anywhere else in the world either. Even communist countries have Bibles. Um but but the 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 hunger and the thirst for God's word is lacking. And it's because I at least I can only talk about America. But I think it's because we're so inundated with stuff. And I even asked this in my daily disciples group the other day. I said, you know, can you tell me what, what you, what scripture you are reading in your quiet time that you're meditating on in your devotions? And rather than getting a ton of answers from everybody in that group, I got a handful of answers and a couple that cited a devotional they were reading, which was not my question. Uh, Jesus Calling is probably not the highest biblically contented devotional out there. In fact, there's a lot of controversy about it, I would I would add. But it's 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 that type of stuff that the Christian church has kind of like, you know, in Esword is excellent actually. I love Blue Letter Bible myself and bible.cc. Those are the two I use the most. But but the point is is that Bible study, Bible meditation, Bible memory, scripture memory is like, it's almost virtually non-existent in the church, in the American church. And I can't say, you know, um, for everybody, but 
I challenge you, and this is something I was actually praying about this morning. I challenge you to ask yourself, how many friends do you have around you? And I mean in-person friends. I don't mean virtual. I mean people in your life physically that you can go to and hug, it, and hug you know, and, you know, in person, the flesh, who actually build you up in your faith, who want to talk about the Lord, who share with you something they read that morning in the Word of God that it's exciting them, and who... You know, if you needed a serious prayer request, not just somebody who's just going to say that they pray for you, but somebody who really will pray for you, who are they? Who are those people? I was trying to think about it locally here where I live. I know a lot of Christians. I know very few who hunger and thirst after God's word. And I know very few who actually I would feel comfortable with going to and saying, you know, this is a you know, issue or whatever for me. So I bring that up because, you know, part of the reason Bible News Radio has been around for so long, (laughs) 15 years of my life. Yeah, it has. That's a superhero pose because the Avengers is out. Not that I care because I really don't. But anyway, but I mean, we've been around so long and in the 15 years I've done this show, and actually it's 15 years next month, I believe. Um, what I have noticed is that the people that are attracted to the show, that find it, that stay in tune with it and have been, you know, longtime, you know, friends of the show are those people who have the same type of passion and hunger and thirst. You know, I remember um, I was, I forgot what church I was going to, but I'll never forget what the pastor said. He said, um, he said, you know, the mark of a good sermon and good Christian fellowship. If after a Sunday church service, you go out to lunch with your friends from church and all you talk about is the sermon. Randall and I, we actually attempted to do that when we went to our church in California. We're like, okay, friends, let's go out to lunch. We'll pay for you and everything. And we would start talking about the sermon. We would kind of bring it up like, yeah, what'd you think of today's sermon? Oh, it was good. But you know what I watched on TV the other night? Did you see American Idol? (laughs) I'm like, who gives a crap about American Idol? You know, I know a lot of people do, but not me. I I actually don't think I've ever seen one episode of it, which is so sad, isn't it? (gasps) I'm so lacking in my life because I'm not a big fan. But anyway, so it's just a thought. I don't know, Randall, Bareface, Pastor Bareface. I don't know, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? And then we'll talk about Liz, Lesbian Visibility Day because, you know, some people actually want to, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's quite the paradox. You know, it there, is. There is a sort of a, um, <coughs> right. what's the word I'm looking for? Um, My allergies are acting up. I don't want really to say a drought, but. Um, famine? Famine, I don't know. Just, uh. You know, in terms of everyday life, uh, the presence of the Word of God is not fair Thank you. so much. I mean, it's still somewhat common in in conversation, biblical allusions and direct quotations. You know, people say often without realizing that's where they're from. In the same time, while there's this dearth, maybe that's the word I was looking for, um, you know, at the same time, the Word of God is more available today, in the Western world anyway, than any time in history. I mean, 
you know, available on your mobile, you know, just, just everywhere. And, and yet with the, with the widespread ability, ability, the ubiquitous, I might say, presence of the word of God, nobody talks about it. I wouldn't say nobody, but it's not a topic of conversation among believers even. It seems like unbelievers talk about it more than believers. They talk about what? The Bible. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because they want to attack people. That's why. They want to attack how stupid Christians are and what hypocrites we are. <laughs> I mean, I know I hate to be so honest and stuff, but, I mean, that's the truth. At least that's what I've seen anyway. I was just telling Randall right before... um right before we came on, I, I have a friend at Pickleball and, and today, and I don't know if they're a believer. I really don't. I have no clue. I've been friends with them for a couple of years. They've never mentioned God to me. They know who I am. They know what I do. Of course, everybody does because I'm a leader at the Pickleball thing. But, um, <clears throat> but they said the word crap and they went, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, and I started laughing and I said, it's fine. <laughs> I said, I say the word all the time, but it was not that, you know, and I probably shouldn't, not that I consider that a bad word, but it was interesting to me that even with that one word, that there seemed to be a little conviction there or, or I don't know, an amount of respect I don't deserve, I guess. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, and I have friends who who don't believe Jesus is God, but they call themselves Christians. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> how is that possible? <sighs> you know, he's not Muslim, so, but he, yeah, anyway. Anyway, so, so today one of the things I wanted to do honestly was I wanted to actually encourage you. I really did. Because you know what? I know for sure, to use Oprah's tagline, what I know for sure is what I know for sure is that just because I feel certain things, just because I feel like I don't want to do this show today, just because I feel like I don't want to go play pickleball, which I know for you, I really didn't want to go play pickleball today. I did. I didn't feel like it. You know what I really feel like? Eating a whole bunch of Rocky Road ice cream. That's what I really feel like. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like... I, that, that's what I really feel like. I feel... Like, you know, doing that. Anyway, but am I gonna? No, because I, I know my body will hate me afterwards. And I also know that if if we allow our feelings to overwhelm us, then the enemy gets his way. And so, you know, I want to uh, share with you something I saw this morning, you know, in Psalm 119. I'm going to pull it up right here. Um, because it was interesting as I was reading through it. Um, I gotta, I gotta find the verse. I know it's, I know it's after 90. <laughs> I have to, I don't, I left my Bible downstairs cause that's where I was. Let's see here. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Okay, so Psalm 119, verse 105 and onward. I'm going to read you this little section, and I'll show you some, some something that I thought was, thought was interesting. So, 
It says here, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Of course, I'm reading in the wrong version. Hold on a minute. Let me let me switch it. I don't know why the default is the wrong version, but it is. I prefer the New American Standard. Okay. That's why I brought that up. I know. That's why I'm I'm switching. I'm going back. Okay. So thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Okay, anyway. So okay, so that's Amy's song. But anyway. And then he says, I have sworn and I will confirm it that I will keep your righteous ordinances. Now, this is what stood out to me in verse 107. It says, I am exceedingly afflicted. Revive me, O Lord, according to your word. Oh, accept the freewill offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. My life is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I have not gone astray from your precepts. I have inherited your testimonies forever, for they are the joy of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever, even to the end. There's something that's interesting that I've noticed as I've read through this, this, you know, last couple of weeks. Whenever David is talking about his feelings, generally they're negative, okay? It's a negative feeling, like like his, like here in verse seven, 107, I am exceedingly afflicted. And you know what I noticed? And, and maybe you've noticed this too, but what I, what I noticed is that whenever David is talking about enemies coming after him or he's being afflicted or he's downcast, his solution isn't self-help, Right. And we live in a massive age of, quote, so-called biblical self-help as well as just self-help gurus. I can tell you as a business owner and somebody who's out there networking, trying to network with people, so many people are caught up into all these these uh, people, I'll just say that, gurus who, who are super whatever. And there's a lot of Christian ones too. And I see, I see zero Christian in some of these Christian ones too, at least what they present as business people, right? They never give God the glory. They don't talk about God or his precepts, nothing. But David, when he says, I am exceedingly afflicted, he's acknowledging his feelings. And then he says to God, revive me, O Lord, according to your word. Now, if you look at the word revive, what it means is to literally bring back to life. Give me life, O Lord. <laughs> How? Because, you know, I want my daily affirmation. Yeah, that's how I'm going to do it. My one verse of the day from the Bible. Nailed it. No, he says, according to your word. And then the verse after, he says, accept my free will, accept the free will offerings of my mouth. And I'm like, that is powerful right there. That is powerful. Because he isn't talking about buying God. He's not talking about how money is trying to save him or, or how money is, is, you know, his God. He, he's talking about the free will offerings of his mouth. What are his free will offerings? It's the praise he's giving God. It's the complaint he's laying before God. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, and the acknowledgement of the fact that he notices the wicked, they have laid a snare for him. And I was thinking a lot about that today, this morning. I mean, I really meditated on this section for a half hour at least. And it occurred to me 
that we all have wickedness. We all have wicked people or, or the culture itself being wicked that has laid a snare for us, you know? And, and yet David, he says, and yet I haven't gone astray from your precepts, but how many of us can say that? How many of us can actually say, I haven't strayed from God's word, his path, despite the world and church telling us, oh, we should do this. You know, when you name the name of Jesus as a believer, that name offends people big time. That's why people don't say Jesus's name very often. They talk about God, their higher power, you know, or whoever, but they don't say Jesus. They say, um, you know, they say anything but his name because there's power in the name of Jesus because of what Jesus did. And if we actually really look at Jesus and who Jesus really is, then we have to realize that his, you know, what he says, who he was, is not who we are. And, and yet he's our example. Did Jesus ever complain? If he did, I've never seen it. And I can tell you, he had every right to complain. He rebuked people. And some people may call that a complaint, but it wasn't. It was just, a, it was a fact, right? Uh, even... In his prayer where people say he's yelling to God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's not a complaint. That was a fulfillment of biblical prophecy that he was fulfilling, you know. Did he want to go to the cross in his flesh? I'm pretty sure he didn't because he knew it was coming, right? But did he love us enough to do it? Yeah. So we have no complaints, right? Just because I didn't want to do this show today. I have no complaints. I remember this guy, Robert, many years ago when I was first a baby believer, when I was like, like literally weeks being saved. <laughs> um, I remember Robert saying to me that, you know, until you have sweated drops of blood like Jesus, you have nothing to complain about. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <sighs> I, was, I never forgot that because even though that seems extreme, we we haven't yet suffered to that point as believers even. Yeah, it's uh, the writer of Hebrews says something similar. It says you've not yet um, resisted to bloodshed and striving against sin. <coughs> I mean, the sin that we give in to, it's not like we've resisted to the point to where yeah. shed blood. And I think that's probably, I think that's probably what the writer had in mind that the you know, the the sheer stress that Jesus, that Yeshua experienced to where, you know, the blood vessels broke yeah. in his head and he sweated blood. And I'm pretty sure that that's what the writer had in mind. You've not re yeah. yet resisted bloodshed and striving against Shen. Well, and that is a medical actual condition. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so... <clears throat> Yeah, so I don't know if that encourages anybody. <laughs> Wait, I know there's some comments here. Let's see. Um, Star says, pure God here. My notification said you was online and you're talking about this. Okay. Amen, sister. Preach the gospel. I try. Okay, all right. And then it says, I met some people at a ball game after a couple of years ago. They said they were... Abe, have you been? 
did you get religion? I said, yes, they left. Yes, you can sweat blood fact. Yeah, okay. Oh, they oh they asked how you how you had been and you got religion. You said yes. Okay, but you know what? I have a little issue with that lingo. I I understand how it's being used. Really? Mister Anyway, I understand how it's being used, but but that's what Jesus took issue with was actual religion. He really did. And you know, it used to bother me. I'm just going to be honest. Thanks for sharing that out. I appreciate it. It used to bother me when people would say, well, Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. That's what Christianity is all about. (laughs) You know, it's a relationship, not religion. (laughs) It bothered me because it seems like ludicrous, right, to say that. But when you actually stop and you look at the word of God, and you look at what Jesus actually did, that's actually right. It's actually 100% accurate that Jesus wants to have a personal relationship with you. That's what he did with all of his disciples. And those who weren't his disciples, he tried to have a relationship with them. Some people rejected that, though. They don't, I don't want to be your friend. Whatever. Hey, you do some miracles, though. I'll eat the bread. I'll do whatever. I'll partake in the miracle. But I don't want to know you. And you know what? If you think about it, that is the worst kind of friend to have. And yet, let's be honest, most of, most of us have friends like that. They will take from you, but they don't give a crap about knowing who you are or what you're about, right? I mean, I, and I never understood this until I was, well, until I got older, which I'm not super old. Most of you are older than me. But the thing is, is uh, I never understood why people would say, you know, you only have a few real friends in your life, you know? But it really is true because I can count on one hand, literally, the people that actually get in touch with me to ask how I am and, you know, check in with me to see how I'm actually doing. And I'm not saying that about any of you guys, but what I am saying is that, you know, if you really know somebody, you, you're, you're not going to have to ask certain things because you'll know it. Like Bareface, I know, I know him probably better than anybody else in the world. I think that's pretty fair assessment, right? Um, so go ahead and ask yourself about Christ then. How well do you really know him? Because we can read the word of God and we can pick up this the one verse here and there and all that, but that isn't a full accurate picture. That's like taking a puzzle And then taking two or three pieces out of it and going, okay, I get who Jesus is. I get what the gospel's about because I have these four pieces. But the rest of the puzzle's up there without those pieces. And so it doesn't make much sense, really. So, anyway. (laughs) Randall, do you want to say anything? I'm, I'm just speaking my heart. Hmm. I agree with all that you're saying. Sometimes I have no idea where the stuff comes from that I am saying. <laughs> I'm like just blabbing and it's coming out, people. So take it for what it's worth. But I, I do think it's true and I'm guilty of it. I've been a believer 36 years or something like that. And I'm like, man, do I know the Lord any more than I did when I was 14? You know, I mean, seriously. And I, I think what it is, I think now being older, I guess my own personal struggle is is that I feel like because of our financial situation, I'm just being honest here, for me, the struggle of faith is really real because God's really showing me 
that um, that I rely more on money than I do him. <laughs> and we have been in this desert. Me and Randall have been for eight years. I mean, it has been a long time. And I mean, we've never starved or anything, but it's like irritating to us. We're like, okay, what are we doing here? That's, you know, it's not, it doesn't seem like all of the crap that you hear from the so-called Christian church, which most of these people are false teachers anyway, and I get that, but it's so, it's so prevalent that it's like, to me, it's like hard not to get that in my head and like, hey, you know what? I'm working for you every day. (laughs) And yeah, I'm struggling with this, you know, hey, I thought that if I did this, you would do that, you know? Um, and yet I think personally what God's really showing me is that is really what, what is faith, you know? Uh, and I know most of you have heard that, that, um, you know, that, uh, story about the, the, um, tightrope walker who has a wheelbarrow and, and he asks, Hey, you know, how many of you think I can go from here to here in the wheelbarrow, you know, you know, walk across it with the wheelbarrow and everybody say, yeah, I can do it. And how many of you think that I could do it with a person in the wheelbarrow? Yeah, I think you could do it. Okay. How many of you will actually get in the wheelbarrow? And let me do it with you. Crickets. Nope. I don't want to do it. You don't have faith then. Cause if you had faith, you'd get your butt in that wheelbarrow <laughs> and you'd let that insane man who wants to walk on a tightrope push you across, right? (laughs) Uh, You know, it it is, it is, faith is tough. And the Bible talks about it, It talks about faith without works is dead, right? Right? I mean, faith without works is dead. And that's a tough one, because if you think about it, you really think about what exercising your faith is really about, we, we have a hard time with it, uh, truly. And I do, I, I can admit it. And yeah, I have to tell you something. <clears throat> so, and this, this really, this happened this week. So I use this service called Textedly. Um, maybe some of you read about this on my Facebook when I posted about it, but it's called Textedly. Uh, I have about 50 people on my text message list. I pay $25 a month two textedly for 2000 messages to, so I can text you guys a verse of the day and, um, and, and a text right before the show and sometimes to do a contest so I can give away something, you know, to bless somebody. And, and I've been running out of text messages, but the next higher level is $40 a month. And frankly, finances are so tight for us. I don't want to take that extra 15 bucks and put it towards it. You know, the ROI, the return on investment is zero. So it's like, well, do I do it? Do I not do it? Should I cancel this? Should I really, should I take it and put this money somewhere else? You know, and all this other stuff, right? True, true story. So I was just like, Lord, look, you know, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to text you every day like I could. And some of you were messaging me. How come I'm not getting my text message? Well, that's why, because of the issue, right? So long story short, I get this email, um, asking me to review textedly. And so I did, I just, you know, there was no incentive, zero, nothing. They didn't ask me to review it in exchange for $5, a Visa gift card, uh, actually text messages, extra text messages given to them. They had no incentive. And I thought about it. I remember looking at that going, you know, 
they're not offering me anything to do this, but you know what? I actually like this service, so I'm going to review it. I'm going to give it a good review because I like the service. So I spent literally a minute writing a little review, praising textedly the service. A week goes by, which was this week, it came by, and I get a message from Textedly on the review. This is what I saw first. And they said, hey, thank you so much for reviewing our service. We really, really appreciate it. And this is my true thought. I was like, oh, great. You know, what? You're not going to reward me? Because I <laughs> honestly, I did. I'm just being honest. I actually thought that. And then, um, and then, uh, and then I went and I checked my email because that was on a completely different site. So I went, I went in, I checked my email. I tend not to go into my email a lot. I'm not one of these email people that checks email 5 million times a day. And the top email that I got was from Textedly. And I, I opened it up and it said, Dear Stacy, we want to thank you so much for reviewing our product uh, on, you know, just thank you so much for, for reviewing us on this platform. Uh, as our way to thank you, we want to give you 20,000 free text messages. Now, 20,000 text messages is a heck of a lot of text messages because I pay 25 bucks a month for 2,000. So they gave me 10 months worth of text messages. That's $250 worth of text messages, people. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, but that made me happy because I was like, yes, now I don't have to like, you know, worry about trying to send out two text messages a day. Now, was that blessing from God? Yeah, it was. It was a complete blessing from God. You know why? Because because now I don't have to upgrade. And I actually thought about it. I could actually cancel the service. But do you think I'm gonna? I ain't gonna. No way. This company just blessed me because I blessed them without an incentive. And the Lord was speaking to me. He's like, you know what? You, you did good. And I blessed you anyway. And now it also means that I can build my text message list bigger too. Which, by the way, if you're not on it, you can get on it. Uh, it's just text Bible news that those two words, you know, together, to 33222. Do that. And by the way, if any of you want a text message service like this, um, you can actually, I, can, I have a referral link, and if you click it and you sign up, then I, I get 5,000 free text messages just for you doing that. Um, <clears throat> so just keep that in mind. But if you're not on it yet, go to, go to text Bible News to 33222. But see, it's that type of stuff right there that God looks at your heart. He looks at like, why are you doing something? And then he'll bless you in a way that you didn't expect. And believe me, you guys, I expect, this is what I actually expected. I expected that if they were going to reward me in any way, it would have been 5,000 text messages because that's what they give for a referral bonus, 5,000. But they gave me 20,000. <laughs> And I actually went in there, I responded to them, and I said, wow, I can't believe you guys gave me 20,000 text messages. I actually thought it was a mistake. You know, maybe they accidentally, maybe they meant to give me 2,000, but they gave me 20,000. And it's here, literally in my text messages. So you might be getting a few more text messages from me as a result. But as of right now, I got 20,878 messages I can send out to you people. Isn't that awesome? Did I tell you this, Randall, that they did this? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah, I just wanted to offer a, a tip for businesses. At one point, I was 
wanted to get people to leave me Google reviews, and I thought, well, what can I do to incentivize them? And then you're not supposed to do anything. Anything at all. That's right. Uh, if you do, then the review has to state that I was given this. I was given this ten percent off, or I was given this product to review. I was. The review has to disclose. You can incentivize as long as the reviewer discloses what that incentive was, what you know caused them to leave the review. Otherwise, if you give incentives and people do without disclosing, you can get in trouble with the law, specifically the Federal Trade Commission. So, yeah, just well, you know, just want to throw that out there. And and right. Textedly apparently knows that because there was right. the 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 um I think it was True True Pilot I think is the service that asked. So they me. used uh, a third party to yeah they them. they asked me to review, but there was zero incentive for me to do it. Oh. I did it because I really wanted to do it. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Faith without works is dead. If you don't exercise your faith by by showing it, you may as well not even be a person of faith. What's the point? So, all right. Sounds biblical. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to get to this title story? We should. Okay. So now that you're all here, now we'll talk about Lesbian Visibility Day. How many of you knew it was? I didn't know. I had no clue. Before the show that I, you know, I logged in, I'm like, I really don't want to do this. I'm like, bareface, what did we put on the topic? I said, I know. I'll look at the, I'll look at Drudge to see what he's talking about. (laughs) And then I looked on Twitter to see what was trending and Lesbian Visibility Day was. That's how I prepared for today's show. So anyway, um, so you want to read that? Because I don't have that one pulled up. Uh, If you've got another one you want to deal with. Uh, Okay. All I have is have uh, <laughs> all I have is ten thousand tweets on Twitter. Um, yeah, well, this is talking this about is, Lesbian Visibility Day. Well, this is highlighting those. This is highlighting those some of those tweets. Okay. Oh, it is. Well, I could just read some of the tweets that came through. But if you want to read that, go ahead. Um, um, Stephen Crowder says Lesbian Visibility Day is unnecessary. We can tell. Right. Then positive Andy Max says, Happy Lesbian Visibility Day. Uh, Illy all and you're you're valid. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay, it says here, It's Lesbian Visibility Day. Women who love women are valid and should be allowed to show their love and affection without judgment, without straight men fetishizing over them. Well, that I would agree with. Well, I mean, I would agree with the straight men not, you know. And here's a really miserable looking picture of a lesbian. And she says, let's go lesbians. Hashtag lesbian visibility day. Hashtag butch. And she looks like this. I can't do it. I tried. Um... You know, a, a common common theme <laughs> I notice not not always, but as I looked at some of these photos that are here. I, I, well, this one says "Happy Lesbian Visibility Day." Here are a few of my absolute favorite fictional lesbian characters that I'm so thankful for. The ones in TV shows. Yeah, and this this particular article says that Glad reports that uh, lesbians are still underrepresented on broadcast television just you know 
Really? Because it seems like whenever I turn on a new show, which is extremely rare, I don't even watch TV, you know, it, there's always some lesbian character in it. It's like, what the heck? Where did that come from? All right. But, but looking at, you know, several of these tweets. Um, yeah. Um, let me <sighs> do a little resizing here. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, Eleanor Medhurst. Yeah, let me hold on. Um, Why are we bringing this up? Because it's trending on Twitter. Yeah, but you know, but, this, but there are <laughs> there are several photos like this one. Yeah. These lesbian couples. Uh, one's wearing the shades of pink. You know, skirt and blouse. The other's got a cap with a sweater and pants. Like, basically a shaved head. The one has pink hair. And then uh, there were others that I came across. Um, um, this yeah, one. This from, yeah, this one from... Happy Lesbian Visibility Day from your, um, from your local Butch, Butch. Femme married couple. And it's, and it's a pretty common, it's a pretty common motif I'm seeing these pictures where one is masculine looking, one is feminine looking. And again, it, it makes me wonder, there's all this assertion that we are non-binary you know, we're non-binary gender types and we don't fit into, you know, this uh, antiquated, anachronistic view of human sexuality that's just male and female. You know, there are 300 different genders and, <laughs> and you know, whatever. <laughs> and yet, these 300 different genders, they always express themselves in either masculine or feminine. The nerve, I say! And in a lot of these, <laughs> many of these lesbian couples, one is, you know, butch, one is femme. And it's like, well, if you're trying to buck the antiquated, anachronistic system of binary, just male and female... Thanks, Tommy. Tommy's here. Hi, Tommy. Come up with something new. Uh, Why does it mirror what's in the natural world? Male and female. Even if it's two females, two males together, there's always, you know, a male and a female. Because You might say yin and yang or whatever, but... Well, I think it's because people are deceived and they don't... Well, yeah. They, they don't notice. Mm -hmm. They don't... They don't see it. Right. The conflict is real. Well, it is. Okay. Like, here's one. It says, my skin is clear and my crops are growing because I'm going to see Johnny in 11 days. Hashtag lesbian visibility day. I think that was somebody who's just newsjacking, you know, lesbian visibility day. Um, okay. So, help save you, one. Says, hasn't consciousness changed to a point where people just don't care because there are no more? Well... If I understand what you're saying, I'm not sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Hmm. Well, I would take I have it to think as, about it a minute. Yeah. I would think, well, uh, 
you know, because iniquity will abound, the love of money will grow, the love of many will grow cold. You know, he should have yeah. talked about that. And he said, you know, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Uh, I think, yes, as, as we go on in time, uh, because of the proliferation of immorality, that there is an insensitivity now. There's desensitization that has taken place to not only by those as as sorry as I read in Romans chapter one. Sorry, my allergies are acting or up. Or is it chapter two? Maybe it's chapter two. You know, not only you know there are those who do such things, but those who hardly approve of them that do them. Kind of a a, a rough paraphrase, but. Thank you, TR Fungi. Okay, well, here's the other thing, though, going on here. Happy Lesbian Visibility Day. Remember your NB and trans sisters and have a wonderful day. So let me ask you something, okay? So a man transitions to become a woman. Does that automatically make him a lesbian? Because that seems to be what this tweet is implying. Okay, a man transitions to be a woman, and he is a woman that now kind of sort of looks like a woman, kind of, but not really. But he likes women. Does that mean he's a lesbian? No, I didn't block anybody. Not today. I actually blocked somebody yesterday by accident. Then I went back and watched their broadcast, so hopefully they, they don't hate me. But... I've seen that... Um... A number of times, by a number of times, I mean like half a dozen, because uh, it's not doesn't happen every day on every street corner. But I've I've seen these documentaries and read these stories where a man quote transitions unquote into a woman and then identifies as a lesbian. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, if you were looking, if you're looking to have a, intimate relationships with women. Good luck getting... Okay, okay, but do you see... Okay, but do you see where that's wrong? Because on the one hand, he's saying, God put me in the wrong body. I'm really a girl. But his desires sexually are still for girls. Uh Right? I mean, think about it. See, see, they don't think about it. It's not complicated. (laughs) Well, they make it complicated. It's not complicated. It's like, okay, if let's pretend I wanted to be a man. Yeah, right. With this hair, I could never be a man. I'm too hot looking as a woman. But anyway, let's yeah, just pretend <laughs> I want to be a man. Okay, I'm going to have surgery. I'm going to get a little penis put on me. And then, next thing you know, I'm, you know, I am still attracted to bareface. Mm. Yeah. Do you think bareface is going to have sex with me because I look like a man? <laughs> No. <laughs> Wouldn't be that enticing. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, why? Yeah, Bruce Jenner likes women still. And Tommy said earlier, wait, I just go back here. Of course he does. It makes him a man who is trying to be a woman. Right. Biblically, no, Sean says. I don't know how to answer the question, lesbian or not. I don't know. I believe mm. that makes the person a confused and troubled self 
identity well yeah. yeah and then and we want to we want to demonstrate compassion here this isn't this isn't condemnation this i'm is... not attacking anybody no, i'm talking about the idea yeah i know you're not right i know that you're not but <sighs> you know how the haters go and um well you know that we're not celebrating lesbian visibility day that's i i don't <laughs> The very Sweden. fact that we're even having this conversation yeah. about it. This, tell, this, tell, this it's one, a sign of the times. This and, one says, you are my side. sunshine. A day without lesbians is like a day without sunshine. Uh, I doubt that. <laughs> I, I seriously doubt that. Um, uh, most of my days are spent without lesbians in my... Um, just so you know. In case, my immediate... In case you don't know, Randall's older sister is a lesbian. And she's actually been in this relationship for our whole marriage, which is, what, 27 years at least. Been there? Yeah. I've been, well, been in the lifestyle, not in this particular relationship. You just not been with her for that long? No, not our entire marriage, no. Yeah. And, and I can testify to the fact that... It's been long, but... Well, no, but I mean, I can, even the role with her and your, and her partner or wife, whatever. Yeah. What are they barking at? I don't know. I don't either. Anyway, but you know, there is, there is that unfortunate role for whatever reason. And yet Randall's sister is one of the sweetest people I know. Mm -hmm. You know, she's what, she is a sweetheart. I mean, literal. But Tug is barking too. They're both on the beat. Yeah, they are. Now Randall's looking out the window. <laughs> this is one of the fun things about, you know, doing the show from home. When did they become in invisible? Well, you know, it's interesting, Tommy. I will say this. I will say... That the way the LGBT lobby has marketed the, the whole issue, right, is that they, what they did was they started with the male uh, homosexual and they basically started taking it, taking, taking them from the, um, the feminized manny type and they've tried to masculinize and make it look like a normal heterosexual man and they marketed that first. And so lesbians really don't get marketed to america the way that the gay man has and so they have really kind of been in, indivisible invisible in that way um with the exception of ellen degeneres which by the way there happens to be a book about her and her mother wrote together talking about how betty degeneres who was a conservative ultimately um came to a point of accepting her daughter ellen degeneres uh, the way she is and how her views have changed and everything because she loves her daughter the way that she is, right? Um, but, you know, we have Ellen. She was the first les open lesbian on TV um, in 1997 when that came out. And then Rosie O'Donnell, she became very popular, you know, because of that, right? You said that. Uh, and Rosie went off the deep end. I mean, that poor woman, she just bless her little heart, you know. She She... You know, she was known as the queen of nice on her first talk show until she decided to go off the deep end. Um, 
and deal with that stuff. And, <clears throat> yeah. And then, anyway, and then there's, you know, characters, few characters that have been in shows, but I think where it's more prominent is on Logo, L-O-G-O, you know, the, the lesbian gay channel. Um, they depict, though, obviously, because it's a gay channel, they depict depict them in those things but not yet on mainstream media so what i see happening it went from the homosexual man to transgenderism they made the transgenders very popular within the media now the bisexuality is coming out in full force and also obviously lesbian visibility day so it's kind of weird to see how they 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 went through part of the alphabet but they really, really hammered the homosexual first, I think, because of all the main stereotypes with the bath bathhouses and all the sex, you know, and AIDS and all that. Uh, I think that they were trying to, um, um, you know, try to minimize and, and validate it by remarketing it um, because that's the biggest population. The homosexual there's more homosexuals than lesbians right and then of course fewer bisexuals and fewer transgenders so i understand why they're doing this but i think it's ridiculous actually the only sin that celebrates itself with parades and so forth yeah hi jesus freak okay yeah well and see that's the thing people are well why do you always harp on this issue because it's my last name <laughs> no no <clears throat> because it's the only political issue that, that Janet Parshall always used to say, it's the only political issue that marches down Constitutional Avenue in, in D.C. demanding special rights. And people say rights, but it's not. It's actually special rights because they have their same rights as you and me. They want special rights. The whole transgender bathroom bill thing, that's about special rights. That's not about anything else. <clears throat> Do you believe homosexuality is a sin? Yes, I do. I have, they, the, they have transsexuals also, like, okay, that's a joke, okay. No other sin celebrates. No, there is, well, I, no, that's not true. I would yeah. say that the, 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 um, the abortion lobby celebrates killing babies. So I, I would say that they celebrate, um, and you get you get mad. I mean, I've been to a number of rallies, pro life rallies, with the the chanters from ACT UP and and then the pro death community. Keep your laws off my body. Keep your law. You know, I mean, they're yelling and screaming, and they have fire and flames, and they got bullhorns. And I mean, the last one Randall and I went to, we I literally physically felt threatened. In 20 years of activism, I never felt that way until the last one for Proposition Eight when it when it passed in California. That was vicious. That was, I, I thought I was going to get clocked by somebody. Unfortunately, they didn't, but, you know. <laughs> of course, me and Randall had this billboard Prop 8 vote yes on 8 sign that we were both carrying. It was huge. <laughs> me and Randall. It's kinda, hey, how are we going to get this to the rally? I don't know. Let's put it on top of our car. <laughs> we took it to the top of our car. <laughs> Looking back now, it's kind of funny, but at the time, it wasn't. <laughs> and we were surrounded by these protesters and um oh my gosh it's just like ah but anyway yeah i might be short but i have courage <laughs> but if i had gotten beaten up i would have you know i would have 
been been okay with it. I mean, it, I wouldn't have liked it, but I would have thought, well, you know, at least I got beat up for doing something good for righteousness sake. <sighs> well, it did actually. You know, it was interesting because we got handed. I have friends in the California Proposition Eight, which basically said that the 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 law is just fourteen words. Yeah, marriage is one man and one woman, right? We're not celebrating Lesbian Day. No, we're not. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, this friend of mine from the Prop 8 campaign, do you want our billboard? Sure, what are we going to do with it? So we actually put it on top of our house, and then our house was vandalized. Our house was on a very busy street in California, right across the street from the Crystal Cathedral. But then when Randall and I, before we put it on our, our house, on the roof of our house, we actually... To put, to put it on Randall's car. Was it your car that you, can't, you have now? Um, no? That, Not that prob- it matters, but it was a... I mean... Probably was, because that would have been... We had to tie it down. 2006. I don't know, anyway. But yeah, we were like, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to protest. We're going to be yes on eight. And the funny thing is, there was probably 20 people at this thing, at least. But on the yes on eight side, it was just me and Randall. With the big billboard sign. <laughs> All of our signs are bigger than everybody else's signs combined. Uh, that one sign was. So, yeah, hey, the harps are here, just so you know. <laughs> uh, and we, we went from, like, like here, we were here, and the they were all over on this side. So, uh, yeah. Let your guests speak freely. I don't have a guest. Are you talking about that handsome, hunky man on my show? You must be new. <laughs> must be new, yeah. Yeah, He's my husband. I speak plenty freely. <laughs> yeah, so. he does. But anyway, yeah, we stood out there for over an hour. And we um protested. Oh. Yeah, Randall had some good conversations, though. I did, too, actually. I actually want to take a picture of of the guy that was with me on my side who was actually, he was opposed to me. I'm like, hey, dude, can I take a picture of you and put it on my blog? He's like, no. I'm like, why are you being so mean? I thought we were supposed to be tolerant of each other. Okay, fine. (laughs) Is this Bible class? No, it's not. Not really. Was that this? Was that it? Well, we had we had a large version of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was about um, uh, it was about what seven eight feet long, something like that. Yeah. See, you know why I'm convinced older women like me and Randall. I'm um, not an older woman. You're not an older woman, but <laughs> just so I, you know, newsflash. But there were a lot of young people on the pro gay side, but there oh. are older people, and I mean, I was only in my 40s then, so I'm oh. 50 now. But I'm convinced the older you are, the bolder you should be, because most people who are, you know, even youngsters, <laughs> I mean that, like 40 and under. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 30 and under. Most youngsters actually will respect old people with white hair like this just saying um they won't hit you and they they might oppose you but they they'll like oh granny's out here protesting mm-hmm. 
And when I was younger, all the older people, like, I mean, I'm literally talking to the elderly who would be in their 70s and 80s. They'd be out there at the pro-life clinic or the abortion clinic with their signs and walking around praying. And they have their rosary, some of them. And, and I'd be like, yeah, hey, I feel safe standing next to you because I know nobody's going to come and hit you. They're going to be threatened by me because I'm younger. <laughs> but I know the older that I get, the more power that I have. You know what I mean? They'll beat you down in Philadelphia. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, that's not good. So that's why you should carry a gun when you go to your protests. Well, Make it visible. Well, if true. somebody takes it from you. But if it's concealed, they don't know it's there. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, for what that's for what it's worth. All right, so our hour is up. I did it. Got through the show. <laughs> Now I have one more event to get through tonight. Then I can go to bed. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So uh, was did you guys find this helpful? Did it encourage you in any way? I know some youngers, and they have no respect, especially to anyone who does not share their viewpoint. Well, yeah. I mean, there there's always going to be that, you know. But I will say that there are some godly parents out there who are actually raising godly offspring. And um, I get the blessing of ministering to them in church. In fact, on Easter, um, one of my Awana girls, she came up to me afterwards. She's like, Miss Stacy, I want to give you something. And she came and she handed me a necklace. She gave me a necklace and on it it says faith, hope, and love. And uh, it touched me. I was so touched, man. I was like, aw, I'm not even a mother. But this little girl gave me a gift on Easter. It was so cool. So that's, you know. Those of you who have children, see, you don't understand how that made me feel because you, you get, you've gotten it your whole life. You know what I mean? Well, maybe not. Maybe your kids hate you. But if you have good kids that don't hate you, then you, I don't know. Anyway, it made me feel good as a spiritual mom, you know, you, because you, you take your time, you invest in people and I don't invest in people for money. I invest in people because I really love people. <laughs> And I really want people to have fun, but I also want them to, you know, know the Lord and to know that there's hope, right? I mean, there is hope. We live in a dark world. And so hopefully, if anything, we can go ahead and we can, you know, offer you some hope, a little levity, and once in a while, certain insanity. That's Randall's part, the insanity part. <laughs> well, Sharon, thanks for telling me that. I appreciate it. And thank you all for appreciating what we do. Cheers. This is water. Just so you know, it's not, you know, vodka. I guess that's. Yeah, the girl that gave me the, the necklace for Easter also was the one that gave me a Santa Claus ornament she made at Christmas that my dog ate. He literally ate it. <laughs> I did not have the heart to tell her that Santa was no more. <laughs> True story. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so tomorrow, I think, is Saturday, right? And Bareface. Oh, wait. We forgot to, to tell you how you can donate. If you want to donate to our show, I, I forgot to tell you that. If you want to donate to Bible News Radio, we mm -hmm. are two people. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mention it. We're two people. Bareface and me. That's it. The production you see is obvious when you think about it. But anyway, BibleNewsRadio.com, you can go there, you can give. 
if you feel led to give to us, then thank you very much. You know, we could really use it. We're dealing with some stuff. <laughs> yeah, and we still haven't figured out how, many, how much we're, we're owing ta tax yet, but we'll figure that out later. Um, also, Legal Shield, if you uh, want to become a member of that and you want identity theft protection, you can get in touch there or just contact me directly at Bible News Radio everywhere, and then you can do that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of there's Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Nope. I would add that if you want to also pray for us, that would be awesome. Because actually that would be better than anything. So you can pray for us if you'd like to do that. I do have an email list you can join at BibleNewsRadio.com. And also, like I said, the text message list. Now that I have 20,000 extra messages I can use, you can text me at Bible News at 33222. I am planning on doing a contest soon. I have a, uh, I have a couple of... Um, uh, books, coloring books, faith-based Christian coloring books to give away. I've been holding on to for a while. So watch, watch the tweets for that or the texts for that. And, uh, and also I was thinking about giving away my course, Your Secrets Are Not Secret, Stop Lying to Yourself, uh, as well. So, and by the way, my course is still available for $10. Okay. All right. All right, people. As I end every show, hi Brazil, be bold, stand up, and if you're tall like me at 5'4", you'll have to walk more, and go with God, because he loves you. <laughs> we'll see you later.